You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. Well, today we're going to take a quick little look at uh, the Green Bay Packers training camp joint practice with the New England Patriots. So we will kind of rip through as quickly as we can the uh, note-by-note, tweet-by-tweet updates that happened in the training camp practice and give some thoughts, I guess. Before we get there, though, one thing that definitely stood out about yesterday that probably should come up. I think it's apparent that Jets fans and the Jets media really had no idea how bad their offensive line was. This this was apparent after we traded Aaron Rodgers, and um, I made some comments that I thought were just known. You would think, considering that's your team, you would know about your team. They didn't really realize that they had a bad offensive line. They started making comments about how their offensive line was better than ours, and Mekhi Becton is this great this, that, or the other, going through all the lists of how great all these guys are, and it was kind of stunning. They were graded as the third-worst offensive line, pass-blocking offensive line in all of football. And so that continued, and, and it's just now becoming apparent to them that maybe they were wrong. Again, shocking. I think maybe when everything's wrong, you can just blame whatever you want, kind of like what the Bears are doing with Justin Fields. Justin Fields is a bad quarterback. No, the offensive line and this and that. And then all of a sudden, for the, in the Jets' case, you get a new quarterback. So you can't blame your quarterbacks anymore. You get a guy that's good. You get a wide receiver that you know can play. You got a coach that you like, right? There's no other place to blame except this offensive line. And then training camp happens. The offensive line just gets obliterated. I've been updating you on that regularly. And even even through that, Jets fans wouldn't really talk about it. Kind of like when, you know, going back to the Bears, Justin Fields throws picks and you hear, oh man, this secondary is going to be so good. It's like, you idiot, that's not the takeaway. But they were bragging about their uh, defensive line, their pass rushers. Well, then they go up against the Panthers and the Panthers kick the crap out of their offensive line. Then they go up against the Bucks, and it's about as bad of a beating as an offensive line has ever taken. On Hard Knocks, apparently, um, and I actually did see a clip of this, um, Robert Sala ripped the offensive line and basically said what a lot of us have been saying for a long time, it doesn't matter if you have a Hall of Fame quarterback, if the offensive line isn't any good, the team's not going to be any good. Crazy, I feel like I've said that before. And so you got Connor Hughes, one of many different Jets reporters, who made note of that. He said it's... um, it's one thing when the media takes note of struggles. You guys can blame us and say we don't know anything, but that was a pretty damning assessment of how things stand from the, te- from the team's head coach. It's even more alarming considering things did not look any better on Tuesday. So it's like, holy cow, the, the head coach actually made some comments about how bad the offensive line is, and it's even more scary because they actually looked bad the other day too. Like, whoa, what is going on here? And he says, we'll keep a close eye on that group in Wednesday's joint practice with the Bucks. So let's take a look at what they saw in Wednesday's joint practice with the Bucks. Immediately fights break out, and, and it sounds like Billy Turner is right in the mix. I mean, there was like one pass. Aaron Rodgers completed a pass, and then um, Zach Wilson comes out and completes a pass, and immediately after that, the next thing is there's fights breaking out. First fight, things get broken up pretty quickly. Now, so it started off great. Beautiful throw by Aaron Rodgers. Another beautiful pass by Zach Wilson. Then there's a fight. Then it's... 
quick completion, throwaway, throwaway. I'm like, all right, well, here, it's fine. Then we have Aaron Rodgers just fake the entire Bucks defensive line out on play action, hit a short pass to Alan Lazard. He might need to do that a lot more with this Jets offensive line. Another fight. Billy Turner gets into it with a couple Bucks defenders after a Michael Carter run. Zach Rosenblatt says, I think I've counted four minor scuffles today between the Bucks and the Jets. Then you get Zach Wilson gets picked off. Brutal throw. Aaron Rodgers is doing what he can to get rid of the ball quickly, but on a few occasions he's been sacked quickly and simply threw it away. Yeesh, this first-team offense just can't do anything. Aaron Rodgers running for his life almost every play if he doesn't throw it uh, right away. Then one of their own coaches gets carted off the field because of one of the fights. He ends up getting hurt in one of the fights, gets carted off, and gets taken to the hospital. Then we have the latest Aaron Rodgers session of 11-on-11 opens with two sacks. The last Aaron Rodgers run, sack, sack, quick completion to Wilson, quick completion to Lazard, quick completion to Uzoma, sack, sack. Rodgers with a great completion to Randall Cobb, snapped and threw it quickly before the pressure could get there. Mekhi Becton, the guy that's supposed to be this elite offensive lineman, still not running with the ones, says Mekhi Becton, Becton is looking okay against the Bucks' backup defensive line. That's encouraging. Rich Samini says, by my count, Rodgers has been sacked six times in the last ten dropbacks. His completions came on quick throws. Connor Hughes says, um, now Anthony Nelson sacks Rodgers. He's legitimately had to run if he tries to let anything develop. Was curious if the offensive line struggles were just a result of the New York Giants defensive line. Panthers, now Bucks, giving them big issues. Then he says, I've seen enough. There's zero reason Mekhi Becton shouldn't be getting first-team reps. I can't imagine these are their best five. It's August 16th. He's still healthy. Play him. Too much talent for it to be much worse than this. He says, it's been quiet for a while now. Now there's another big fight. Number of players getting involved as the offense and defense from both sides come together on one field. Just silly. This is getting out of hand. He says, ugly. The Jets drive the field drill. Ends after back-to-back sacks by Joe Tryon Shoyinka. Shoyinka. In this period, I had the Jets running 10 plays. The Bucks sacked Aaron Rodgers on three of his seven dropbacks. The Bucks have six obvious sacks and team drills today. This is not good. Doesn't matter who's out there. The, uh, the guys who are routinely getting beat are the ones the Jets plan on relying on, too. So these are not backups. These are the guys that the Jets are planning on starting. So things are incredibly brutal out there right now for their offensive line. And there is this sort of at least in my mind, this unstoppable force and immovable object situation going on where you have the unstoppable force, which is a ticked-off Aaron Rodgers, and the immovable force, which ironically in this case would be the offensive line. And it really just becomes a question. And so out of curiosity, I went and looked at their offensive line, wanted to see how things were going. From the preseason game over at PFF, Makai Becton had a uh, 71 PFF grade. That's pretty good. Unfortunately, that's a 77 run blocking grade and a 50 pass blocking grade. He gave up a sack and a uh, and a hurry, two total pressures in his limited opportunities. In fact, the only starter that had a decent grade, at least, I mean, who knows who the starters are actually going to be, but it was um, center Connor McGovern, who actually ended up with a 76 pass blocking grade. That's it. Of the other starters, it was kind of a disaster. Now, do I expect it to be this bad come the regular season? Not really, because they, I mean, this is significantly worse than what they were last year, but it's bad. Remember, Billy Turner was on this team. He led the team pretty much every single year in pressures when he started for us. In fact, I think he led the league one of the years he started for us. 
he could legitimately win the job over there in for the Jets. He, he may be leading for the job over there. I have no idea. Crazy stuff. So all this to say, there is a very delicate balance that we have as Packer fans between wanting the team to fail, but needing Rodgers to be healthy. And the reason why that's difficult is because the path to their failure seems to be that offensive line which is also the fastest path to Rodgers not finishing out the season or getting us to 65%. Anyways, let's turn our attention to uh, the Green Bay Packers. Devondre Campbell did not practice today because of an ankle injury, so uh, the injuries are beginning to mount for the Green Bay Packers as of right now. It looks like I have, you know, a wide range of different injuries here. But um, Lou Nichols, Tyler Goodson, Bo Melton, Tyler Davis, Caleb Jones, Luke Tenuta, Kenny Clark, Devondre Campbell, Tariq Carpenter, Eric Stokes, Ennis Gaines right now. And that's with Jeff Cotton already on IR. According to Paul Brettel, Bakhtiari, Jones, Gaines, Tenuta, Nichols, Goodson, Melton, and Stokes were not out on the field. You also didn't see Carpenter and Clark. Starting offensive line is back to Yash Jenkins, Myers, Runyon, Tom. Uh, Love, Jones, Dobbs, Watson, Musgrave, DeGuara round out the starters, so nothing new there. One big change, though. Tarverius Moore is the starter at safety next to Savage. Van Ness starts at edge. Now, I'm not going to move Van Ness just because they're heavily rotating it, right? Preston is always edge one with Rashawn Gary out. Whether it's Hollins, Van Ness, or Enigbari has been kind of a, a healthy rotation. I do still believe it's Justin Holland, so I'm not going to make that switch. Eventually, it's going to be Van Ness. That's just going to happen. Whether that's tomorrow, maybe it happened today or yesterday, maybe it's next year. I don't know. But I think as of right now, Hollins is that guy. Now, as far as Tavarius Moore, and I've kind of mentioned this before, where the heck does Rudy Ford fall on this? I had Rudy Ford ahead of Tavarius Moore just because I didn't really have any reason to drop Rudy any further. Remember, Rudy was number two for a long time. Then you see Jonathan Owens, and you know you don't overreact to this stuff, just like Rasheed Walker starting to get reps with the ones. I'm not going to say that Rasheed Walker jumped Nyman, which I didn't, but it's something to keep an eye on. But then Owens stayed there, and he stayed there, and he stayed there, and he stayed there, and he stayed there. Now we've got Tervarius Moore with the ones. Now, does Tervarius Moore jump Jonathan Owens? No, he doesn't. It's just one day. But he does jump Rudy Ford, because I have not heard Rudy Ford's name in a very long time. I haven't heard him starting with the ones in a very long time. And so I sort of arbitrarily had Tarverius Moore below Rudy Ford, just because Ford's been here. He was a starting safety for us last year, and Moore was not good last year. He hasn't done anything as far, not done much in, in terms of uh, what we've seen from training camp and preseason. But at this point, I don't really have a choice but to continue moving him up. And then again, you look at it and say, okay, you got Dallin Levitt. Say what you want about him as a safety, but he's been more impressive. I mean, he had the pick in the in the preseason game. Clearly more of a special teamer, although Ford, I think, certainly plays a role on special teams. And Anthony Johnson has obviously been sort of climbing the ranks recently. So I still have Levitt and Johnson below Rudy Ford, but again, it's not really for any reason other than I don't, don't know why I would keep dropping him. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I did put Ford below Tarverius Moore now. So in order, it's Savage, Owens, Moore, Ford, Levitt, and Johnson is how I have it with Benny Sapp being all the way down in the doldrums, not on the 53 at the moment. Uh, Jair did play a little bit. He didn't start off, though. So Valentine was in immediately. 
one of the things that's come up, I'd mentioned if we're actually going to entertain this Valentine at corner thing, I think Razul has to go into the slot. One of the things I hadn't considered that is beginning to be considered is what about Razul at safety? I really don't like that. I know a lot of people do. Well, he's smart. He'll be fine. Dude, it's a completely different position. He's a good corner. He could be a trash safety. I don't want to lose a good corner. I get it. We got Valentine, but it just makes me nervous. And I know that's how a lot of people feel about him in the slot, but I don't know. I think he'd be fine. Maybe not. Maybe we just don't mess with it. How about that? Let's just do Jair, Razul, Keyshawn, and Valentine's a good backup, and we'll just t play it by ear, okay? Because I'm starting to get freaked out by moving Razul to safety. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe he'd be great. If, if we're going to do it, he needs to start practicing immediately. Like, I want to see it right now. We can't do this with a week left, but worth talking about, I guess. Um, with Devondre coming out, McDuffie did sub in for him, which makes sense. That would be the next up in line as I have it behind Walker ahead of Eric Wilson. Then we immediately get into two-minute drills. So we got Jones right side for not much on offense. Love likely sacked by Judon, dumps it off to Dylan for nothing. Dylan for nothing. That wasn't for emphasis, that was just the next play. Mac Jones completes a nice crosser on the other side. Dylan not much again. Patriots run defense stout so far. I'll say this as an intro into what we're about to talk about. I actually really liked this because this is a... Pretty classic, I think, Patriots defense. They're very stiff. They're very hard to play against. Um, they're very disciplined. And the reason I like it, not so much, I mean, obviously you wish your offensive line would just dominate all the time, but just for the sake of adversity, especially for Jordan Love. I think this was fantastic. Um, honestly, one of, one of, skipping ahead here, one of my personal favorite days for Jordan Love was today. And it's because he had a good day. It was, you know, top five day for him, I guess. But it was one of the only days where he had a good day, and there was a ton of adversity. There's no run game, tons of pressure. That kind of gets me excited. Uh, Packers open in nickel defense with a base front, so it's Wyatt, Slate, and Wooden, which makes sense with Kenny being out. That's what it has been. Smith and Van Ness, Walker at inside, Douglas Nixon, Valentine in place of Jair, and then Savage and Moore, as we said. Kyle Malzahn says Jordan Love was 2-for-2 two two in the first team portion. A.J. Dillon and Christian Watson with completions. Uh, Paul Brettel says, per Packers PR, Bo Melton out with a hamstring injury. Sean Clifford at quarterback. Quick pressure by New England. Sack. Nice cutback by Wilson. Gains a few yards. Middle clogged up on the run. Herman says, Love complete on a slant to Watson. Nice read and throw. Clifford immediately sacked. Patriots complete a comeback on the other side. Shamar Jean Charles in coverage. McCray runs for nothing. Love checked down to Dylan on a swing pass for five yards. It does bounce around. I think one of the difficult things about these practices, maybe more so than the others, even though they, they might run it kind of similar where the Packers have the ones over here and the twos over here, they kind of have like Packers ones offense over here, Packers ones defense over there. So it's kind of more difficult to keep track. So that's why it's sort of jumbled, I guess. Aaron Nagler says, Jabril Peppers just made Musgrave look every bit the rookie he is in pass pro. Uh, Brettel, love and starters back out. Play action, throw to Dylan in the flat. Heath out there with Watson and Reed. Jones finds running lane left, good vision, avoids a defender. Draw to Jones, gets a few. Play action, nice blitz pickup by Dylan. Love finds Dobbs in the flat for seven. A.J. Dylan just blocked a Patriots defender, blitzing Jordan Love and laid him flat on the ground. Wow. That may come back to bite him in a little bit. 
Herman says, Patriots find a big hole. Look like Stevenson for a big gain. Patrick Taylor for nothing. Pat's run D looks legit. Packers bring in their secret weapon, and Magoo uncorks a gorgeous fading away throw, rolling to his left for a big gain to Tucker Craft. I always like that Magoo fella. <laughs> Couple runs on both sides of the field don't go anywhere. False start Packers. Patriots wide receiver screen for a few. Another Packers run for nothing. Demario Douglas uh, show continues for New England. Nice run by him. Didn't see if it was pop pass or a reverse, but a big gain. Love, deep downfield for Watson. Awesome ball. Not sure if Watson didn't see it, but went right through his hands. Love threw it perfectly between the corner and safety. And this is this is where it kind of got annoying because, again, there's always something. I highlighted the frustration with Jordan Love not exactly getting accurate passes, but if it's not that, it's something else. Well, the DB made a great play on the ball. Like, okay, fine, but it still sucks. Well, Watson didn't see it coming. It was a slight miscommunication. Like, Stop with the freaking excuses and just complete one of these for once. All right? Can we do that? It's coming, by the way. But as soon as I saw it, I was like, no, what? Come on, man. I need this. Andrew Callahan, who is a Patriots reporter, says Mac Jones opens four or five with two probable sacks against the Packers starting defense. Quick math tells me that he probably wouldn't have been four or five then. At best, he was three or five. But we'll get more into that. The Packers, I think, I think it was actually Andrew Callahan here, because I may not find it later counted 15 sacks generated by the Packers without Rajon Gary. I think that was the number. It's a staggering thing. In fact, I'm pretty sure I retweeted it. Let me find it. I was wrong. It was 13. Zach Cruz says, Andrew charted 13 sacks for the Rashawn gary list Packers defense today. In fact, that full tweet, again, we're skipping ahead here, but Pat's offense starts fast, fizzles, ends with a bad final period. Mack was 16 of 25, Zappy 15 of 21. Mac had five sacks today. Zappy had eight. Packers cornerback Razul Douglas dropped two interceptions from Mac Jones, which is one of those good but bad plays. He also earlier had mentioned that the Packers essentially won the day. Anyways, continuing. Love to read on a slant. Money. Love five of six so far. Should be six of six, referencing the drop. Love misses Heath right after. Looked open, but not sure Heath saw it either. Couldn't exactly tell. Love finds Jones on a check down just before a potential sack. Valentine all over a deep throw. Love to read for a short pickup. He's 7 of 9 now. Aaron Nagel says, Great snag by Jaden Reed on a missile from Love over the middle on what would have been a big gain. By the way, some of these could be repeated. It's kind of hard to tell whether these are different plays or the same plays. Ryan Wood says, Razul Douglas with one of those savvy veteran plays he's known for, peeled off an underneath wide receiver to cover Pat's tight end, Hunter Henry on a corner route. Douglas had a leaping interception from Mac Jones in his hands but couldn't complete the catch. Dropped and did a few push-ups for a drop pick. Nagler says, Great job by Heath pulling in a ball from Clifford that was behind him and not breaking stride. Tough play, making it look easy. Mac Jones, this is Ryan Wood, Mac Jones tries to test Packers rookie cornerback Carrington Valentine deep through a go ball down the right side to Devontae Parker. Valentine was all over it. Blanket coverage. The pass had no chance. I mean, Devontae Parker has been around for a while, but that's still Devontae Parker, dude. Maybe it's been a while since he's been a big deal, but um, still, that's that's not some rookie undrafted free agent. Brettel says, I'm on the defensive end for now. First play I see is a really nice pass rush from Cox, likely a sack. Coverage sack, Hooper, Shamar, Levitt, Thomas, Sapp in defensive backfield. Thomas got beat on a crossing route. Aaron Mosby just bull rushed the offensive tackle into the ground, at which point I just said, we may have to have eight edge rushers on this 53. I was somewhat being sarcastic. That's not going to happen. 
But aside from, obviously, Rashawn Preston, Hollins, Van Ness, and Enigbare, who are on the roster, Brenton Cox has been nothing but positive. Aaron Mosby's name's, name keeps popping up. And also, Keyshawn Banks has been really good. I remember seeing him a couple times. In fact, almost every time I see a pressure, and I, I can never remember the number, I look it up, it's Keyshawn Banks. That happened in the preseason. I was like, who is that? Dude looked pretty jacked or whatever. I looked up his number. I think it's 51. Keyshawn Banks. It happened again here. I didn't see anybody that actually highlighted it happening. But somebody posted an, an illegal, illicit video. And I'm trying to look at I had to watch it several times, try to pick up what number that was that got the sack. Sure enough, 51, it's Keyshawn Banks. I mean, no offense to Kenneth Odomegwu, but kind of like safety with Benny Sapp, I feel like everybody not named Kenneth should probably just be on the 53, and we should just rush the passer all, the, all forever. Just, just rotate, keep everybody healthy all season, and destroy everybody. And then we get, wow, Royce Newman just got walked all over on a and all over on and dominated at the line, so much so that Luke Butkus came over and chewed him out. So that's nice. Herman says, looks like Love might have been sacked. Throws over the middle to Watson. Ball gets tipped away. Clifford DeHeath on a slant. Clifford DeHeath on a crosser for a nice pickup. Magoo incomplete. Magoo sacked. First uh, finds Kraft on a checkdown. Royce Newman destroyed on a bull rush. <laughs> Hey, yay, yay. Pats just missed a deep shot to Thornton, had a couple steps on Moore, which would be new starting safety, Tarverius Moore. Back to Brettel in the defense. He says another nice pass rush from Carl Brooks, who's another one, another guy that just constantly in the backfield. Heavy safety rotation today, a lot of different combos being used. Great push by the second, third string interior defensive line. Aaron Negler says Whelan just punted one to the moon. I keep hearing that, but we don't, I don't know. I, 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 keep forgetting to care about the punter competition. I think it's because I don't actually believe that there is one. But this these notes keep happening. I haven't heard one time Pat O'Donnell punted it to the moon, because I don't think he does. That's the thing about some of these older veteran guys. They don't really have that young man power anymore, you know? But just kind of makes you wonder, I guess. Herman says, Whelan is dealing, just murdered a ball. Kyle Malzahn says, we have some jaw in between Taywix and Jalen Mills. Gets broken up pretty quick, but uh, definitely shoving and pushing. Andrew Callahan, the, the Patriots guy, says, Mac cooled significantly in the next period. He's 7 of 10 with more sacks, a near interception. Coverage sack, incomplete, Henry up the seam, Razul Douglas pass breakup, Stevenson wheel, incomplete to Parker, Henry short completion, um, and then a deep out completion, which would have been a sack. Schneidman says, Jordan Love completed 7 of 10 passes during first team period against the Patriots defense. Lots of short and intermediate stuff. Couple bullets complete over the middle. One perfectly lofted go ball uh, deep left that Watson had go through his hands. Herman says, Carrington Valentine is doing work on special teams too, covering punts and jamming for punt returns. Dentavian Wicks with an awesome block on uh, punt return. I'm assuming that doesn't mean blocked punt. Assuming that's you're on the return team and you blocked somebody, but still... Got got my heart to jump a little bit there. Jaden Reed, the primary punt returner today. He looks so smooth catching the ball on punt returns. Basically uh, did an Amari Rogers redo, and I think they crushed it this time. And twice in a row he made my heart jump when he said that because I heard him say Amari Rogers, and I just thought, oh, don't don't even just don't even say the words, dude. Don't do that. Chad Graff for the Patriots has a long way to go, but still not a great start to joint practices for the Patriots' offense against the Packers. The offensive line is giving up a bunch of pressures, and there's not much open down the field. Yeah, buddy. Get more jacked Listen to the Patriots reporters than anything. They're so bummed how good our defense is. Man, that sucks. Sorry, bro. Don't worry, you want us to play the Packers every week. <laughs> Got him. 
Uh, Herman says, Nixon gets some punt return reps toward the end. Jair is back in team and immediately breaks up a pass for Bourne. That freaking guy, man, I swear. Got some red zone-ish work coming up. Run goes nowhere. Love to Musgrave for a beautiful touchdown. Awesome throw. Leaping catch. Really good stuff. Red zone drill. Jordan Love finds Luke Musgrave. Obviously the same play. Who uses his size to haul in a touchdown. Musgrave beats Duggar down the seam. And Love finds him for a nice touchdown. Nice ball to clear the coverage. Patriots now in the red zone. Hollins and Smith at edge. Jair at corner. Morn Savage at safety. Incomplete pass. Walker close in coverage. Nice job by Walker and McDuffie to get outside, limiting ball carrier who was trying to get to the edge. Good pass rush rep by Smith and Hollins, incomplete. Handoff to A.J. Dillon in red zone drills. He gets laid out. Saw the ball pop out, not sure if he was down or not. I mentioned that block might come back to haunt him, and I'm thinking maybe that was it. Love throws long for Reed, but uh, Love... Oh, yeah, this tweet doesn't make a lot of sense. Herman says he kind of overthrew it, but uh, other people said that Dobbs dropped it. Let's leave it at that. Then we got love to Dobbs for what looked like a touchdown. Another awesome throw and catch. Ruff initially signaled out of bounds, but looks like he overturns it. Crowd erupts. Malzahn says, Jordan Love finished the first set of red zone drills two of th- uh, two for three with two touchdowns to Luke Musgrave and Romeo Dobbs. For uh, I'm going to reiterate this. I said it before, and yes, I understand it's practice, blah, blah, blah. But this is a team that really struggled when they got down into the red zone. And I'm telling you right now, for all the struggles that we have seen, this does not seem to be the part of the field that they're struggling. Jordan Love is getting a lot of touchdowns, like a lot of them, in the red zone. That is a fantastic development. And if that can continue, that's huge. I mean, that that was not saying it's the be-all, end-all stat, but that was one of the areas that the Packers struggled with a lot last year. That was also, I think, the area the Packers were the best in in 2020 when they were the number one offense. That is a major statistic. That's a majorly important thing is once you get down there, being able to punch it in. Bootleg from Clifford to Heath for a handful. Heath has been active today. Magoo gets sacked. Back to the ones. Love play action. Nowhere to go. Fires low to Dows, but it was basically a throwaway. Dylan inside for about five. Love gets the defense to jump. The hard count is fantastic. Starting defense back on the field. Nice job by McDuffie filling up running lanes. Five or so yard run by New England. Good protection. Jones finds a tight end in the end zone from the 10. Couldn't tell who was in coverage. Possibly more. New England running back gets to the boundary. Defense loses contain. Okay, Jaden Reed ended up out of bounds, but holy moly, the jump ball that Jaden Reed just won in the back of the end zone against Marcus Jones. Great ball from 10, amazing catch, but no glory. It's one of those tweets that makes you think, you know, feel like if it was a great throw and catch, it would have been a touchdown. Not out of bounds, but we'll trust his judgment on that. Then we get the great and powerful end around to Luke Musgrave. Obviously a very exciting development that that's now a thing. There is a range of um, results. Some people said he barely got anything, and I saw up to 10 yards on that play. But uh, Herman says, Packers get creative, pop pass to Luke Musgrave. Dude is so fast, picks up about seven from the 10-yard line. Malzahn says, end around jet sweep to Luke Musgrave in the red zone. Didn't get far, but interesting. Ryan Wood says, Packers starting defense kept the Patriots starting offense out of the end zone on five reps from the 10-yard line. Jair Alexander forced an incompletion on Mac Jones, passed to Devontae Parker in the end zone. Sticky coverage. Parker couldn't come down with the football. Great defense on a throw to DeGuara would have been uh, short of the end zone anyway. Clifford back in. False start to Guara. Clifford would have been sacked, but fires for a touchdown to Allen on the crosser. Run for Nada. Magoo tipped at the line of scrimmage, falls incomplete. Some more defense. He mentions that same pass breakup by Jair. 
Then the second string defense comes in. New England tries an end around. Nice play by Mosby to stay home and make a play. It's the second time we've heard his name. Fade to the back left corner. Incomplete. Valentine in coverage. I mean, he says overthrown, but I almost don't want to read it because it just adds to the legend. And then touchdown New England from the five. Quick out. Then you get Daniel Carlson. Good from 33, 40, 42, 48, and 50. Five for five on the day. Immediately, everybody starts jumping up and down. Where are you at now? All you Anderson haters, you guys are overreacting, blah, blah, blah. Listen, a little bit of social media advice for you, and, and sometimes I need to take my own advice, but don't be fast to say things. This is why I forbid myself from commenting during Packers games, because something bad would happen. I'd make a comment, we'd come back and dominate the game and win, and I'd feel like an idiot for tweeting that. Everybody wants to react immediately. That's going to happen in the Packers-Bears game. The Bears are going to come out, they're going to go three and out, and I'm going to be trying so hard not to say anything, because I'm really going to want to. But there needs to be a smart part of my brain that says, that was a three and out, the score is zero to zero, they can still beat you 40 to nothing. So let's not run our mouth. All this to foreshadow that, you know, things don't stay great. Anyways, one's on offense, looks like a true move the ball period, first and ten. Love goes deep to Dobbs on the first play, in between two defenders where only Dobbs could get it, was so close to an amazing throw, but just ever so slightly overthrown, don't hate the ball at all, almost a huge play. Again, um, if it's overthrown, I hate the ball, but that's, I guess, difference of opinion. Jaden Reed shaking up a bit and meeting with trainers on the sidelines, hold your breath. I don't actually think Jaden Reed played anymore after this, so this is something to kind of keep an eye on. He seemed kind of okay, but again, when the, when he doesn't go back on the field, you got to wonder because he could, you know, he'll not be out there tomorrow, might not be in the preseason game, et cetera, et cetera. We got to see. False start on the offense, third and 12 now. Love fires deep to Reed, who tries to make a sliding catch. Ball probably slightly underthrown or might have been tipped. Reed stays down after the play, et cetera, et cetera. Continuing from that point, Paul Brettel says uh, offensive line gets beat for a quick sack. Tough to tell who, but it looks like it came from the interior, Myers or Runyon. Incomplete throw to Dylan in the flat. Very good protection. Again, Love finds Watson downfield, who gets behind both corners and safeties. It's one of those things you read and you don't realize how big of a play it is. Out route to Ture for 10 yards. Continuing on that play, though, Wes Hodkowitz says, Play of the day so far. Love puts it on the money for Watson, who had steps on Jalen Mills and other DB. Deep ball would be a tackle or a touchdown or an ankle tackle. Andrew Callahan says, after starting 0 for 3 with a sack, Packers quarterback Jordan Love drops a dime to Christian Watson for a long touchdown that split Christian Gonzalez and Jalen Mills in coverage during the two-minute drill. Judon notched the sack. Ryan Wood says, Jordan Love goes deep to Christian Watson on a corner to the left sideline, and Watson doesn't miss it. Watson hit the throttle to run past Patriots cornerback Christian Gonzalez, and Love's pass was on the money. Marquez Eversall adds in love dime to Watson deep left for a 75-yard touchdown. Those are the kinds of details that, um, you know, make a difference. Deep touchdown could be 25 yards. When you tell me it's 75, it's like, oh, 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 okay, I got you. Now, now I understand. We went the entire football field. That's freaking crazy. Cal Malzahn says, Jordan Love with a throw of the day, a perfect deep ball to Christian Watson who scores a touchdown. Defender was in great coverage too, but somehow Love fits it in the window and hits Watson in stride. Probably an 80-yard touchdown, hard to tell from the sideline. Herman says, Jaden Reed looks okay, has his helmet on sidelines, defense on the field now. Sewell with another near pick, probably should have had this one too, but a great read and pass breakup. Sewell contests another, but complete for a handful. 
Sewell continues to have an amazing camp. Jones completes a slant. Sewell in coverage, probably a bit too far off. Might have been expected help. Might have been expecting help inside. Tell you what, why don't we take a quick break? We'll come back. We'll finish this off. Close out with some thoughts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Continuing, Mac Jones scrambles for a first down, actually showed off some wheels, holding on the offense though. Quay is all over a screen, a screen, screen, false start, Pats. Jones incomplete over the middle, nobody there. Packers defense all over a draw play. Paul Brettel says, first team, second team, third team. The Packers edge rushers have looked really good today. I really hope that translates to the actual game, though. That happened last time against the Bengals. The, the pass rush dominated, and then when the actual game came around, it was a very different story. Continuing, Patriots complete short outright. Hooper out route. I'm, I'm losing it, man. My tongue doesn't work. My brain doesn't work. Come on, we can do this. Patriots complete a short out route, Hooper in coverage. Patriots complete over the middle to tight end, Rudy Ford in coverage, Sean Clifford time, Wilson inside, tough sledding, Wilson off tackle, tough sledding, Clifford to Watts for a first down. Really nice run stop by Jonathan Ford, followed by a likely sack by Inigbare. False start, Inigbare next play, Jonathan Ford with another run stuff. He's made such a jump from last year. Honestly, I think that that I don't want to say that kind of seals it for me, but, you know, Jonathan Ford felt like he needed to be on the team out of necessity, but I didn't really think he was doing all that much. But Jonathan Ford was dominant in preseason. He's been very good through training camp. He's very good today. I think it's just kind of a more or less a done deal in my mind. 
I'm sure not everyone will agree with that, but I really think Jonathan Ford is is going to be just fine. Two-minute drill. Tie game, 0-0. One timeout, about a minute 30 left. Ball around the 25-ish. First play, love to Dobbs on a slant for 20 yards. You know, it's funny, they say that stuff, and you think about it, I was like, dude, 20 yards is a huge pickup. Incomplete to Dobbs, clock stops. Watson crosser, complete, clock ticks. Ture, complete, clock ticks. Throw away off pressure, but penalty on the defense, maybe offsides. Love to Dobbs on a slant again. Big pickup, timeout. First and 10, 11 seconds left, ball on the 25-yard line. Love to Dobbs, quick out, complete for 5-ish, out of bounds, 7 seconds left. Purposely throw away to burn time, field goal on the potential win. 40-yarder is no good. Offense did awesome, Carlson blew the chance. Herman adds, worth noting, Jaden Reed was not in on that 2-minute drive, at least I, that I saw, he was banged up earlier. Nagler says Love gets the offense into position for a game-winning field goal. Carlson misses the 40-yarder. And this is what I've been saying. You can say, oh, it's one kick. Yeah, it's always just one kick. It's always just one kick. What I've been telling you is, if this ever gets fixed, which absolutely is not a guarantee, if this gets fixed, I do not think it's between now and week one. There are going to be instances where this is going to arise during the season. And I really think that the amount of heat that I'm getting, the people that are really, I don't want to say protecting or defending, but... These are the people that are going to be the angriest. By allowing yourself to believe that it's going to be fine, it's going to just be that much more painful when it's very much not fine. And then there's going to be an overreaction that way. Gutekunst is a failure as a GM. He's a disgusting disgrace for, for allowing this to happen. I'm telling you right now, this is going to happen. There, the, he is going to be our starting kicker. He is going to miss kicks. I do not, I mean, you can do it if you want, but I don't, Right now, I want to hear a bunch of pissing and moaning. I'm telling you now, if you want to be mad, be mad now. Don't be mad emotionally later. Brian Gutekunst has made the decision that this is our kicker. This is going to be a long-term process. We are going to invest that time being fully aware that there are going to be problems. There are going to be missed kicks. There are probably going to be critically missed kicks to lose games. I mean, that happens to all kickers, but in this case, probably going to happen it's more likely to happen considering it's more likely to have a missed kick. So be enraged now. Don't get all emotionally up in your feelings later like I didn't tell you that this was going to happen. Wes Hodquit, strong two-minute for the ones. Love had Dobbs complete to Dobbs. Had Dobbs, anyways. And two to Watson and Carlson, 40-yard are no good. I had Jordan Love finishing the two-minute drill, five of eight. Offense can't punch it in, so Anders Carlson for the field goal, and it's no good. Aaron Nagler says, Carl Brooks constantly in the backfield. They've got something there. Paul Brettel says, it's been pretty consistent for two weeks, but Carl Brooks just continues to make plays. Two pressures in New England's two-minute drill today. Herman, Inigbari with a would-be sack on Mac Jones, but they didn't call it. Who cares? Wyatt and Brooks blew through the line for a sack on the next play. Had to count that one. Jones buys time, thought maybe he was past the line of scrimmage, but a completion downfield for a first. Another big completion over the middle. Scrambled by Jones, followed by a spike. Jones incomplete short. This is Mac Jones. Field goal unit on for the win. Kick is good. Pats win that on a field goal. So there you go. I mean, again, Packers drive down the field. Kicker misses. Patriots opportunity. They drive down the field. They make the field goal. Patriots win the game. I mean, that could have been an overtime scenario. Packers get the ball first. They drive down the field. They miss it. Patriots get the ball, drive down the field, kick it. Game over. Matt Schneidman says, Anders Carlson, no good from the 40 after starting offense, moves the ball downfield in two minutes. Nick Folk, good from 43 to finish two minutes against Green Bay's starting defense. 
Then we got uh, Sean Clifford overthrows a well-covered Malik Heath on the right sideline during two-minute drill. Incomplete, but Patriot safety Jabril Peppers was apparently impressed, turned around and started talking about Clifford's arm strength, a dart, just a flick of the wrist. Some shoving and jawing after the whistle between wide receivers Jadakus Bonds and Patriots cornerback Jack Jones. Of Packers' number two offense wins two-minute on a dime down the right sideline from Sean Clifford to Malik Heath. Heath made a diving contested catch and hit the pylon. That was a beauty. Malik Heath continuing to impress. Rarely a day goes by without him showing up at some point. Wes Hodgwood says Clifford puts it on the money for Heath over Jack Jones for a 27-yard touchdown on a third and one snuck inside the pylon. Whole offense, this is Kyle Malzahn, says whole offense comes out to celebrate Malik Heath's catch on the right sideline. 30-yard touchdown. Yeah, I don't see how Heath doesn't make the Packers roster. Kyle Malzahn says Anders Carlson with another awful miss. No video, but yeah, yikes. Ryan Wood says Anders Carlson pops a 43-yard field goal straight up. The wind knocks it down. Must have been 10 yards short and left. I've never heard of a 43-yard field goal coming up 10 yards short. And, and it wasn't even, it was to the left. He was going to miss it anyways, but it was 10 yards short. It's like he missed it twice. I've never in my life heard of anything like that, ever. Kicking a field goal straight up in the air and having it land 10 yards short, like it was a punt. Heck, it was a coffin kick. Great job. Andy Herman says, I have no idea what just happened on a field goal attempt from the 40. I think the wind just knocked it down, but the ball just stopped midair and came straight down. Everyone's at a loss for what just happened. From 40, the kick was 10 yards short. Really bizarre. That wraps up uh, practice. It was two and a half hours. That is a long practice. Anders Carlson is staying after practice kicking field goals. That's probably a good idea. A couple of comments from uh, Patriots writers. Evan Lazar says... Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs were really impressive today for the Packers. Patriots secondary had its handful. Chad Graff says, Patriots just wrapped up joint practice in Green Bay. Advantage Packers. The Patriots offense struggled to block Green Bay's front seven and had little open downfield. New England's defense was mostly solid except for a couple big plays. Matt Schneidman on um, Jordan Love says, I thought Jordan Love was pretty good today. His accuracy and spiral were impressive again. Couple chunk plays for touchdowns. Patriots defense made it tough for a stretch in the middle of practice, but Love for sure got his. Another sign of progress for the 24-year-old. Now, again, I said I really liked it that there was pressure today and that Jordan Love came out on top. The problem is I don't necessarily know that he did a good job when there was pressure. Right, It's entirely possible that when the pressure showed up, that's when he faded into the shadows. But either way, without knowing 100%, the bottom line is, and, and, and again, the, the cool thing about this team in general is the resilience, because there have been instances of Green Bay Packers teams where when things go wrong, they spiral. So an example of that would be the pressure is getting to Jordan Love, the offense isn't really able to move, and things just start to spiral downward. You start to see more missed passes, you start to see interceptions, you start to see tempers flare. You don't see that. Maybe there's a down period here that's followed by a touchdown. It's It's just like... It's like flipping a coin. You don't know what's coming up. Incomplete. Throw is too high. Dang it. Run for nothing. Dang it. 40-yard touchdown. What? (laughs) Where did that come from? Oh, yeah, you don't have to actually build up to things. These plays are just kind of random. Kyle Malzahn says, Jordan Love had a fantastic practice today against the Patriots. That's the tweet. Paul Brettel kind of um, 
Similar thoughts. He says, for me, one of the more promising aspects of Love's performance was that he did so against New England's defense that threw blitzes at him, uh, used a lot of different personnel, had a lot of late movements, all things I expect other defenses to utilize to create confusion. And that is really one of the great things about having Bill Belichick in here. Even if the defensive personnel isn't necessarily peak, you know, defensive personnel, he's not going to make it easy on you. And Jordan Love needs to see that. He'll go up against better defensive players for sure. But um, Belichick will put you through the mental ringer. And it sounds like he came out just fine, which is fantastic to see. And um, I guess Jeff Cotton did get uh, waived off of IR. So he got an injury settlement and he is on his way into the wild blue yonder. But yeah, very good day for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, it, it's, impos- it's basically impossible to have a perfect day. I mean, I, I wanted to see more pressure for Jordan Love. That necessarily is bad for the offensive line. It is what it is. I'm glad to see it. And it wasn't terrible. I mean, you know, again, the Patriots had 13 sacks. It wasn't exactly that bad. There were, I don't know, three, four, maybe five sacks. I, probably not even. So, I don't know. It would be nice to see the offensive line sort of step it up a little bit, especially in terms of run blocking. I mean, I know that's a weakness in general, but, I mean, you, you never want to hear basically the entire day there was nothing and nowhere to go. That's That's going to be somewhat detrimental for our team moving forward if our first string can't beat the Patriots defensive line. Um, but man, I tell you what, this this receiver group from Watson to Dobbs to Reed to Musgrave in particular, it is something else, man. I mean, it's just it's just been every day where it 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 feels like that's the veterans of the group. There's two combined years of experience in the names that I just listed. And they just seem like I mean, they're going out there competing and just beating people. Going up against Bill Belichick and just carving it up. I mean, we're not winning on checkdowns to Dylan and Jones. They, they seem irrelevant to this offense. I don't mean to say that they are, but really, from what we've seen from the production of the offense, how much of it has come from Jones and Dylan? Almost zero. The little checkdown screen passes don't seem to ever go anywhere. The runs aren't really going anywhere, which again is a negative, but still the offense has been largely positive. And that's because Jordan Love, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, and Luke Musgrave in particular, with, you know, some assists from... Ture and Wicks and Heath have been really impressive on top of the backs of a really good pass-blocking offensive line, and it's been consistent. And speaking of consistent, that pass rush. Again, it's frustrating we didn't really see it in the preseason game, and if we come to another preseason game and we still don't see it, I'm going to start to start to question things a little bit, but it has been, I mean, every single training camp. Linebackers continue to impress. Great day for McDuffie today. Um... Great day for the corners. Jair comes out for five minutes, has two pass breakups. Razul has, I think, two or three pass breakups. Two of them should have been picks. Valentine had another good day. You know, I mentioned a while ago that we have a really high ceiling and a really low floor, and it really just depends which way each one of these individual guys fall. Jordan Love, good or bad, and to what degree. Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reeds, Maury Ture, uh, Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft, Tay Wicks, Josh Myers, Zach Tom, Devontae Wyatt, Colby Wooden, Carl Brooks. Lucas Van Ness, Justin Hollins, when does Rashawn come back would be another thing. Kingsley and Igbari in year two. Quay Walker a year two. Isaiah McDuffie. Whoever our number two safety is. Anders Carlson. There's so many things that if things, if everything skews negative, we are a horrifically bad football team. If things skew positive, and especially to a large degree, this is a really good football team. With the exception of kicker. By the way, no, no botched snaps today, but that, that would be another thing. And, you know, some concerns at safety, which really haven't reared its ugly head. We just know that we don't have premier safeties there. 
but we haven't seen a whole lot of like Savage got beat, Owens got beat. I mean, Moore got beat once or twice today, maybe. I think Ford got beat once, but it hasn't like been a major issue yet. I mean, everything has skewed at least so far positive. Again, I have my issues with Jordan Love, and, and there, there are less issues and more to do with I don't know, right? The the errant passes, the the overthrows are a problem, but in, in terms of like, can he handle pressure? What's going on with the deep passes? But overall, I mean, his ability to move the football has been positive. Watson has been positive. Dobbs, positive. Reed, positive. Ture, positive. Wicks, positive. Debose, eh. Luke Musgrave, positive. Kraft, eh. Zach Tom, positive. Wyatt, positive. Wooden, positive. Brooks, positive. Holland, positive. Van Ness, positive. Enigbare, positive. Walker, positive. McDuffie, positive. Uh, Valentine, positive. Guys that I wasn't even really counting on, but Valentine, positive. Anders Carlson, negative. But that's about it. Again, it's way too early. But as I've been saying about negative things, all I can do is operate with the information that's in front of me. And right now, the information in front of me has mostly been wildly positive, with the biggest piece being Jordan Love. And if if that dude can continue growing in the areas that he's growing and, and, and just cleaning up a little bit of these things, and if he can handle pressure, I, I'm, I'm just telling you right now, this is a very, very, very good football team. And nobody's ready for it. I don't know that, but just based on the information I have, and if you could just answer a couple of questions in the... In the in, in, in a positive way for Jordan Love, I, I am unbelievably um, confident in the football team. I, I've been very happy with the offseason would be would be a summary. I Of course I have my concerns, and I'm going to tell you what they are. And I know sometimes that might tick you off. And I apologize. Somebody on iTunes said I was a little condescending. I apologize. I'm right, you're wrong, but I'll try to pretend like you're right sometimes too. I, I, you know, it's, it's a... I apologize. <laughs> Anyways, we are uh, out of control here. You guys have a good rest of your day. I'll talk to you tonight, tonight, tomorrow, whatever. Have a good one. Bye-bye.